is William Isaac. My real name is Yarwell Moto. This is my indigenous name. That links to my culture, to my um, to my land. And my mother come from an island called Madaso, which is have a very strong indigenous and um, mythical link to my father's island, which is Tana. Mm. So um, I born and ra- I'm, I'm born in Port Vila, which is the capital city. I'm studying my background as I, I'm studying school in Port Vila, then moved back to Tana, where my father comes from. According to our culture, where your father comes from, that is where you come from. Ah, uh, okay. But I don't see myself in that position because um, my mother has a very totally different culture because where they have matrilineal um, cultural way of looking things where my father's side is more patrilineal. Okay. So I come to the those two mixed culture which is make me a sort of I see myself as a very rich indigenous uh, person because I I'm I have to balance on when I talk in every area of my culture. Mm-hmm. I have to balance that to make it fair to my mother's culture as well as my my father's culture. I am Francophone. English is my fifth language. Wow. And um, I study uh, French and um, in, in French, Vanuatu, after the independence in 1980, we adopt three national languages, French, English, and Islam. Uh, so I spoke the, the three languages plus my mother's language from mm. totally different culture, totally different language, and my father from a totally different culture, totally different language. And um, my father in his island has 15 other languages, which is I spoke all of them as well. But I consider um, when people ask what Eng- where English seems in my, po- in my language position, I say fifth because if I add all the languages, <laughs> I would say maybe English is a 20th language yeah, that I speak. Crazy. Um, I learn Japanese at school. Yeah. I speak a little bit of Japanese. What? And Spanish, poquito, mm. but uh, a little bit. Um, so what makes me really get into this area of climate change? Um, when um, I grew up on Tana, the tribe where I come from called Noklamini. Uh, Noklamini tribe means the brain of the island. And the name title that I have, which is Yarol Madwa, is like the protector of the people and the ones who look beyond the ocean to tell people to make sure that this is something coming. Mm-hmm. What is globalization and so on. Um, I, am one, I am a man of within my indigenous group um, from my father's side and even my mother's side um, the only individual that I go as far to study that now I'm doing my PhD um, not, not all of my um, people from the two uh, tribe from my mother's and my father's have that, uh, that opportunity and it really reflects my role as a role model to be protecting the indigenous people from my culture so every year I went back to the country, uh, back to my both families, from my mother and my father, to tell them what is globalization, what is happening, and how they have to look at that in the indigenous perspective, 
and trying to somehow adapt to some and sort of creating the culture within the global perspective. Mm. So um, I did my bachelor degree in uh, New Caledonia okay. on environmental science and my master's in New Caledonia, environmental science and a postgrad in French Polynesian Tahiti on Pacific climate. Okay. In 2015, um, I have been awarded by the Queen of England. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, the award is because of the community services that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, especially my project was focused at that time, making sure that people from the grassroots have access to work. Um, and then when I finished my, st uh, my study, I came back to Vanuatu, I realized that the country needs someone in climate change mm -hmm. and the culture needs someone in climate change. Um, so in 2017, I started negotiating for the government of Vanuatu on the issue of and damage. Why loss and damage? There is adaptation mm. uh, issue to, to talk about. There is transparency, there is finance for climate change. But I choose particularly that loss and damage is because I see more and more culture losing away, let's say, a non-economic loss. Mm. If you lose a life, if you lose an elderly in the midst of a crisis, let's say a cyclone, he goes with the richest thing they or she have in terms of indigenous knowledge. Mm, yeah. So that's a loss that none of the economic or financial thing can link to it. Mm. So we call it a non-economic loss. So I'm negotiating on that since 2017 and the alarm, mm. still supporting my government in that area. And from that perspective, um, I have the opportunity to come across, look and neighbor and try writing together the paper called a Nature-Based Solution for Climate Adaptation in the Pacific. And there's like, we looking at the case of Samoa, Kiribati, and Vanuatu, so I'm giving the, the Vanuatu case. Um, afterward, they say, oh, there is an opportunity coming up for the PhD. And I said, okay, just put up my hand for it. I'm here to do the, the, the research. I think the main goal me on that is to understand uh, the impact of climate change mm -hmm. more deeply and also help the local community to adapt to it and to sort of recreating their own culture in the changes that we mm -hmm. see. Um, last year we, we developed a policy brief document which is really linked to me like is the, the policy brief on the story of, of Yam. Yam is okay. one of the, has a very strong um, link to our culture and our identity. Um, but we, I have been engaging in that and trying to work on it because I see the losses of that value over time with the climate change. And I found out that the only way to address that, it's not by solar panel. We cannot mm. solve that with solar panel. Uh, it's to reduce emission, and the only effective way to reduce emission is to looking at nature. Mm. And this is where I was like, okay, I'm I will do this at PhD. And on my research for my PhD, it's more about the process and the outcome of what we are achieving when we are engaging in a climate change adaptation projects. And at the heart of that is how 
those things contribute and promote well-being mm-hmm. within a city, especially for small islands in the yeah. Pacific. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing um, a whole range of projects, but is there a particular project you're working on that feels particularly close to your heart, as in maybe it's because you're engaging a lot more personally with people on the ground, or is, is there something that is more... That, that touches you more, that you feel more like you're gravitating towards because it makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Um, I think the, the, the first uh, project after my degree was trying to look at the well-being of the local community. Mm. And one thing I realized across Vanuatu is that most of the remote community, and especially uh, indigenous communities, don't have good access to clean drinking water. Yeah. So I was engaging in that, uh, supporting them. And in 2017, I established a sort of community association which is now built into a local NGO called Learn to Serve. And the purpose is to looking at all the different indigenous learning and provide service to humanity. Um, I think this is uh, what really makes me um, see myself within that because we, you know, indigenous communities don't, especially for my um, two from my father's side and my mother's side, uh, as I say, they don't study far. Mm-hmm. And the the richness that the richness that they have is the, all the knowledge that they have. Mm-hmm. So when we create that, when I when I founded the Learn to Serve mm-hmm. local NGO, is to really the learning. It's not about academic learning. Mm-hmm. It's about the indigenous learning. Yeah. How is yeah. those indigenous learning? You can learn from there and then use it for the service of humanity. Um, so from that, uh, we have, like all the indigenous community, have a strong link to environment, whether it's water, tree. And we came to realize that um, with the ongoing impact of climate change, we start to lose some sort of our indigenous tree. For example, the banyan tree mm. has a very big significance in Vanuatu. Here I see Marai. Yeah. You come to Vanuatu, okay. to Tana, you see the banyan tree. The tree. We don't have houses for right. meeting. We yeah, have yeah. banyan tree. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. So part of that, we build a sort of nurseries and trying to replant all the native species mm. that it's linked to our culture. Mm. So one of it is banyan tree. And banyan tree is like a mother tree of within our culture because it's a tree that accommodates all the birds from all colors and mm. all diversity. Mm. And it is a tree that shaded everyone to come and sit under the tree. And by sitting under the tree, it's a sign of respect to our culture. Mm. Like in some places, when I went to New Caledonia, mm. I see the Kanaki culture is to went to the, you know, the house and they make it very low so that you have to bend down which shows that you have to respect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, so for us, it's the big banyan tree. And even when you look at this big image tree, you were like, oh, I'm too small when it comes to environment or nature. I have to protect it. And um, we, there's a say when I start talking with my um, community uh, in my indigenous language, uh, it says, um, la mala, yel mami la 
uh, uh, it means that that is from my father's side. Okay. It means that uh, land will you know will be here, but we are just a pa passenger, just pass on. Yeah. Use it, but it will be here. Let's protect it. Mm. Um, so that makes that we have that project going on right now, and uh, we are uh, fortunate that UNDP see the importance of that project and provide some funding so that we raise thousands of trees mm. to plant every year uh, for that. I'm a negotiator, as I say, for the Vanuatu government. I travel a lot, which is unfortunate for climate change. <laughs> but w how I'm going to say that is when I go back to my island, yeah. I will plant trees yeah. to compensate the carbon footprint that I made mm. for traveling to, for example, last year to Egypt and this year to Dubai. So those are the side of it. But it really links to that. And we have also the uh, project that um, happening on the coral reefs, yeah. where we, we try to replant the coral reef mm -hmm. because even some of our uh, people in Tin Mai tribe, those who are linked to the sea, those mm -hmm. who are linked to the you know, gardening, those who are linked to the wild nature, yeah. and, and so on, and those who have uh, um, tribal link to a specific bird, for example. We have one of the birds on, on Tana from my uh, father's side. Is indigenous, is, is endemic for, for that, and yeah. we have a we, within our tribe there is a tribe that linked to that. And the cyclones, the intensity of the cyclones, when I look back, I see that even though we are going through multiple cyclones in the past, the community has built a re a resilience around yes. that mm -hmm. because as whenever we have cyclones, we unite, mm -hmm. and that's the sort of the foundation of that value of indigenous people, where they're always united mm. in everything. United for good and united for bad. Yeah. So if you're making good things, they're united for. There's a, there's a bad thing happening, they're united for. And this is, I think, the, the, the foundation of that culture as well. And the richness come out from that diversity when they meet and start talking together. Mm. Um, so this is how we, we, we contribute on, on the nature, and it's because it's embedded within our yeah. um, culture and within our way of living, within our food, within everything we are doing. Mm -hmm. As I say, the land we live on, and we are just passengers. Yeah. We pass, we, we benefit from it, we protect it for the next one. Yes. Yeah. That's really beautiful, and I just want to thank you for sharing like quite sacred knowledge with us here and now. Um, Something that I'm, I'm getting from your corridor is that it seems like you're holding space to nurture this indigenous knowledge back home. So it's, you're just providing the tools to sort of reclaim that knowledge and utilize it for the betterment of the people and the land. I like that approach mm -hmm. because it's different. It's, I mean, obviously you're from there, and that's that's the difference between being an outsider coming in. But I like that approach because it's not like you're coming from the outside and telling people how to do things better. It's just sort of like nurturing what's already known mm. and uplifting those values and working what's always been known to, you know, reclaim that knowledge and, like, work with the land again. I really... 
really like that. Would you say that's kind of, you know, that's a value of yours? That's something that you're trying to do? It sounds like it is. Um, yeah, re I don't know. Re reclaiming knowledge? Um, I, I, would, I, would, I would put it in a different way. Okay. Um, I would say um, reviving the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, that is, it's already there. Yeah. Um, we, which is sort of um, in one of our uh, talking our culture is that uh, it says that kasiluwagaktilan um, uh, means that it's there, but we just walk on it and then we don't revive it. Yeah. But it's there. Mm. Um, and um, I think that uh, what we are trying to do is that uh, we, we, we we revive it mm -hmm. and then make it becoming part of yeah. our life because since the independent um, Vanuatu has been open up to globalization yeah. and we just it, it's kind of a, I describe it as a curtain where we walk through it and we see everything and we just pick up mm. and these are those are the things that when we pick up mm. and then it just piles on what you already have Mm -hmm. And what what we try to do is that okay, let's stop a moment and we take back what yeah. we have and revive it again, mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. we can live beyond uh, our life as well. So, uh, yes, mm -hmm. in in a sense that we revive it yeah. again. Yeah. Yes. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to agree with my opinion, but I think that yeah. um, I find it really admirable what you're doing anyway. Um, and something else I wanted to ask, I mean, are you are you in Aotearoa, like, are you living here currently, or are you sort of back and forth? Or? Yeah, uh, I arrived here in January, but okay. I'm going back in June. What have your observations been around, um, I guess, the indigenous people here and, um, you know, our relationship with the land and your own people? Is there, like, have you found there are quite similar connections, or... Are there drastic differences? What are, what have your observations been? I'm quite interested because my indigenous name is Yarwel Matwa and I see okay. the Matwa coming mm -hmm. out in many, you know, speaking things and I was this is something I want to explore, mm. to find out that is there any link somewhere mm -hmm. in that? Because um, I have been looking that the first time I'm trying to open up to the Polynesian uh, culture is when I went to Tahiti. Okay. That's where I was like, oh, that Polynesian culture and so on. Um, and the, the first time I opened up to the Micronesian culture is when I went to Pombe. Okay. Um, so I was like, okay, this, I I aware of it when I went to school. That there's, there's three different um, groupings in mm. the Oceania. But uh, those are the first times I've come, I've come across. And, and that's the one of the things when I go back. I always ask my father uh, that why is my why what is the name what's the meaning of my name mm -hmm. and he explained mm -hmm. he explained it to me and I tell him there might be a similarity between the name Matua mm -hmm. with the Polynesian culture, mm -hmm. which is I have to discover yeah uh, I don't know what does that mean uh, but um, I think. There is a lot of difference within the the culture, like I say. I I even when I went to the Tahiti, I went to the Marae. Mm -hmm. I came here, I went to the Marae. It's totally two different, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
in Tahiti they bring me to the one because I told them that I, I came from the north and have this culture and mm -hmm. I want to see some something about their culture. So they bring me to the one of the very untouchable marae they have in Tahiti within the center of Tahiti. Wow. And I have experienced things like I never seen before. Mm -hmm. And I say, oh, this is one of the difference. They have marae. Mm. We have the banyan tree. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I, I see that the difference. And um, uh, when I look at that, I said, okay. And then in our in our culture, um, my uh, my my name when you you put it in the position side of the culture and in the hierarchy, um, I am kind of the. Um, name that I have we call Yeni. Yeni it's like a, the biggest uh, chief or something okay. like that. Yeah. And that's my father's role and the name was passed on to me mm -hmm. uh, by my grandfather. Um, he, he even tell my dad uh, that fu in the future if you want to have someone to take on that name, it will be me. I never understand why. But um, I, when I grew up they give me another name to protect me in my childhood mm -hmm. and they call and my father did another ceremony to take off my other name to give me that name wow. so I've been going through a ritual that I never seen before okay and when I look at a sort of um, royal approach that they're happening where people are taking out the names and replaced by the you know thing I've been going through that, so you have to go into some ritual, kneeling down, they have to wash you out with the name, and then you raise with a new name, with new titles, and so on. Uh, I've been going through that when I was 13, but I don't even know what it does. Okay. It, will, it will be doing on me. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that belief, makes who I am. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still trying to understand that, because uh, my grandfather says that he will be the one to protect them. and then they assume that I will be coming a sort of a warrior or something, <laughs> but how I am. Yeah. Um, but in fact, he was talking about being a warrior in knowledge yeah. to protect yeah. us. Yeah. 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 You embody so, it in other ways. Exactly. Yeah. So when my father see me moving, and then when I went to, to Buckingham Palace to meet the queen because of yeah. what I have, my father says, it says a fulfillment of what we we're yeah. trying to look at it. Mm. So then I came to realize that oh, I'm not a warrior in you know muscle, but I have knowledge to yeah. make sure to protect mm. the indigenous knowledge. Mm. So I see that that um, difference in, uh, in 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 the culture, and one of the thing is that um, the Melanesian culture. They're talking about navigating, but they're not very much nav big navigators. Okay. And this is one of the, of the other thing I see in terms of difference of the cultures that I right. have. Um, and uh, the other thing is, um, <coughs> that is my personal perspective. Okay. Um, don't take me wrong. Um, <laughs> my personal perspective is that, for example, when I went to New Caledonia, Polynesian, Francais, uh, French Polynesian, mm. um, I see that the culture, that the fact that there is that colonization happening is in fact a good thing for the culture to grow. 
I don't know because okay. it seems like they they were like oh if we still stay in that way of colonization we will lose our culture let's try to do something right okay and I think this is stimulating yeah a sort of reviving the culture yeah. and bring it in too strong mm, yeah and I feel like I see this here mm. I don't know but mm. this is just my perspective like I see it maybe it's because of that happening mm. that the Maori people are coming more stronger are building more culture more strong this is my own perspective which is in Vanuatu you born and raised like yeah, this yeah. in your culture yeah. you don't have to struggle to do something about your culture yeah. you just learn from it yeah. I can sing a song like this in five years I'm in five years old I can dance sing, say uh, all the myth, everything. Yeah. I don't have to go to school to learn that. Yeah. This is what the independence give us. Yes. Which is here, I see that, no, you have, when I went to um, Otaki, yeah. and they said, this is a Maori school. I was like, boom. Mm. They have a Maori school. You yeah. don't learn that. Yeah, yeah. You just grow in it. Yeah. 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 So I think this is the other thing from my perspective on that, and which is, is, is a good thing. Yeah. When I look at it, I say, okay, that's a good thing, because it's revived the culture. Um, yeah, I think this is another perspective from my own yeah, yeah. sort of perspective on how I see the culture. Yeah, so. thank you for sharing. Thanks, <laughs>